You're listening to the first episode of The Art of Play podcast. This podcast is about play, not just childhood play, all play. We are going to take a look at different modes of play and discuss how they can be implemented in everyday life to make your human experience a little more playful and a lot more productive. Welcome to The Art of Play. My name is Sarah Bauer, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. I'm here talking about play. Why? Because I hope to show you how the play deficit in adulthood is detrimental to our health and happiness, but I also hope to spark just a little more play in your everyday. Just a little summary of what you can expect out of this episode. First, I'll give you a definition of play, what it is, how we use it. Second, I will tell you why I think play is so important. I'll try and sell you on it a little bit. Third, are some basic ways to relate to play, finding play again, and utilizing play for our overall enrichment. Finally, I'll tell you why I'm here and how I got here. All right, first things first, let's define play. This definition is from Stuart Brown, who is the author of Play. He has a wonderful TED Talk from 2008 that I highly recommend and is the founder of the National Institute of Play. He defines play as, play is purposeless, all-consuming, and fun but play is anything but trivial. It is a biological drive as integral to our health as sleep or nutrition. Play is where we all began. We happen to be hardwired to play like big play machines. Play may be seemingly purposeless, but it is where we develop our resilience, persistence, creativity, and concentration, just to name a few. We all began by building up tolerances to doing things that were hard but are now so innate, we don't think about them any longer. Play is where many of our social interactions began. Being from a large family, I know for sure I learned more about social boundaries and social cues from playful interactions. I know I have tried, failed, tried, got discouraged, tried and tried again at some things that now are second nature to me. In fact, many of those things are so mundane, I no longer even consider them skills. It's just something I do. I named this podcast The Art of Play because like a master craftsman, I feel like as adults, play needs to become our art. As we have mastered the skill development, we move on to the distilled but ideal version. That brings us to our second point, which is so what? Why is that so important? Those are typical, normal developments that happen to the majority of humans, right? Yes. On so many levels, yes. We all built developmental skills and then became proficient at using them for our benefit. We then started using them to play. We had times when we imagined we could run faster than we actually could. Or we toyed with the idea of modifying a skill to produce different results. We built those skills, habits, and modified our behavior either to social norms or molded to what we wanted to be. We added value by contributing, but the value was joy. If it sounded fun enough, we probably jumped on board. I remember playing all sorts of things as a child, but I think my most fun was playing spy. I don't know a lot about being an actual spy, but I tell you what, this adult Sarah, has absolutely no stomach for spy work, especially the kind in my imagination as a kid. Would I play spy now? 
Uh, maybe if my kids asked, but ask my kids if I like to play laser tag or Nerf Wars. It's really just plain fun, and I enjoy a good Nerf takedown every once in a while. So to this point, we have become the master of skills that took us years to perfect. Many of our imaginings were not skill building for a resume, but more along the lines of building up tolerances for longer periods of drawing on our creativity or our resourcefulness or the joy of moving our bodies. When was the last time you moved out of joy? If you are consistently doing something that brings you the bubbly, joyous feeling of being alive, you can now turn this off. This podcast is not for you. Just kidding. (laughs) But really, really good for you. I hope that you understand your contribution to this world because chances are if you are feeling that joy, you're spreading that joy. If we as the adults of the world want to modify or find more meaning, create a more fulfilling life, even on a minute level, want to pivot towards more joy in our life, we already have that roadmap from play. We create our own realities and we've been doing it since the beginning. We have already become masters of so many fundamental skills. We have already laid the groundwork through play and that's why Dr. Brown added the anything but trivial part of the definition. Play is literally how we made who we are. That being said, I want you to imagine for just a second that today you are beginning a life you want to create. You're at the beginning of something truly great. And what does that look like to you? Okay, you can, you're not at the beginning as an infant stage. You're just looking forward at the beginning of a life. You can take all of your life experience with you. You can take all of your learning with you, but What would you change? How would you plan? What does that look like? So remember, as you think about this, you already have a history of making things up for your own benefit through play, of course. How would you contribute more than you consume? This is the pivotal point in which childhood play is different than play in adulthood. And now it's time to pick our purpose. So far, we've defined play and why it's important, which brings us to our third question. How do we actually apply these things to our lives? Okay, well, tune in next time to figure out how. I'm just kidding. In all seriousness, you are probably already using play as a coping method. Things that sound fun are great diversions from the actual work of life. The problem is, is that many times play comes with a lot of shame or guilt and feel and can feel really risky or unimportant, especially if we are using something that sounds fun as an avoidance tactic for a certain stressor. I'd like to encourage you to find something small you do to play. It can be a small playful interaction. It can be a big effort to play something with a group or a small little something you do for yourself. I personally find a lot of joy in sorting things. It benefits me in two ways, as I find a lot of satisfaction and joy from the act of sorting, but I end up with things put away in their place as well. It's small, and it probably sounds too OCD for a lot of you, but it's something that I have come to recognize as being play for me. It brings me joy, which in turn benefits my family. 
it also closes a loop for me. I do not remember learning how to sort things. And I don't know why I am disposed to feel joy when I sort things. And I don't need to know where that joy came for me. Closing the loop is impactful because our bodies know how to reward us for completing expectations. We'll talk about expectations in another episode, but we're just talking about the expectations of our bodies. Our bodies like to be prepared. They like to know what is coming and they reward us for closing loops. If I have trained myself that closing the loop with sorting laundry brings me joy, then it's no wonder why knowing it's left undone can be a stressor for me. The same thing with my junk drawer. Closing the loop benefits our mental state as our confidence boosts, but also our physical state as we take action, we are rewarded with better, even if it's minuscule, chemical balance in our bodies. In addition to finding something you like to do, I want you to try finding one thing that is not making you happy then imagine ways to change it. Maybe it's merely an attitude about a particular chore. Maybe it's cutting up a credit card. I have no idea what that will be for you. For me, I hate winter. Okay, actually, let's just say I have a poor attitude about seven months of freezing weather in Utah. So I would imagine my possibilities as moving my family somewhere warm or Finding something to do that keeps me indoors and warm. My methods for the last few years has been to go full-blown Scandinavia on winter. Just get outside. Find the right gear to not be an ice cube and get outside more in the winter. Just grin and bear it, especially the sunny days. Uh, Some days are better than others, (laughs) but I found instead of just wallowing in my misery and hating it, it's been better to have a strategy to use. Some days are better than others, but since I can't imagine winter away, I can at least imagine I like winter when I try to enjoy outside. I'm trying on the new mantra, we are the masters of our own making. So you can borrow it, try it, I dare you. Just try it on something. It does not have to be something as big as a whole season, but try it out. Okay. We've finally gotten through defining play, deciding why it's important, and then some tips for checking in with play. And now we get to me. What am I doing here? I'm here because of who I am and what I do. I know, super specific, right? I am a mom of four of the cutest kids you'll ever see. I'm not biased at all. This is strictly a professional opinion. Three of those children are living and one is our angel baby. My second son, Oliver, died when he was just eight months old on Valentine's Day, 2009. That's the release date for this podcast. His death put things in perspective in many ways, mainly that life can be brief but profound. All he had big blue eyes that he would turn on you and you would melt. After he died, people would tell me stories of the time he grasped their finger and stared into their faces. He locked eyes with strangers in the grocery store who would comment to me about him being so solemn. 
he seemed to find the people to look at who maybe needed to be noticed. Many people that held him told me and still will tell me they feel like my little man could really see them. As a mother, this blew me away. So little time on earth, and he had a few hundred people to his funeral, which quickly became standing room only. Our role, my husband and I as parents, to our son and the son and daughter who would follow changed as we realized the fundamental importance of having a full life for whatever time it spans. In 2009, we began looking for ways that we might have a small impact on those people who needed to be seen. In 2014, the Oliver Fund was born, and taking cues from our own children and their play habits, we began sending play things to children in hardship circumstances around the world. As of January 2020, we have reached refugee camps in Lebanon, Greece, Jordan, and Pakistan, and reached developing communities in Kenya, Ghana, Zambia, and Thailand. My research into play began when I needed to give justifiable reasons why playthings needed to be sent to children. I wanted to help repair the gap in play in childhood around the world for children that had no say in their current hardship. As I learned then, play is essential for finding creativity, belonging, community, joy, and resilience which are all characteristics that all of these children need. I am here because I have seen with my own eyes hope restored to eyes that have been robbed of the childhood they knew. And I have witnessed the courage it takes to build a new and happy life in spite of that. So I am here because I care about the future that I prepare because it is meant for my children and those that come after me. I care to contribute more than I consume. And at this point, I can safely say if you have listened to the end of this soapbox on play, I care about you and yours as well. I care about making the world a little brighter, and I hope to make your life a little brighter too. As a quick recap, play is fun and purposeless, but not trivial. Play is important for adults too. And remember to evaluate what things you do as play and to brainstorm ways to change what you don't care for. And finally, I care. I care about you, and that's why I'm here. In the future, you can expect to hear some interviews from regular people making a difference, interviews of people I observe in their playful ways, and more ideas to consider and incorporate. This podcast is fueled by my family's mission at The Oliver Fund. You can find us online at theoliverfund.org or on Instagram at The Oliver Fund or at Art of Play Podcast. Thank you for lending us your ears today.